Previously on Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze. I, I get, Bobby, I get fucking twisted up over this one. The WWE hates wrestling. Okay? They use its trappings to sell a product that is similar to wrestling, but what they do is they sell you a brand. They're not selling you the wrestlers. They're selling you themselves, and they're using the wrestlers to do it. I've said it before. They don't want you to go and cheer for your favorite tag team or wrestler or whatever. They want you to cheer for the company. Yeah. It would be just like every time you go to see the A's play, you cheer for the MLB. All these guys are, in their own rights, they call them superstars nowadays. They're professional wrestlers. They're professional fucking athletes, and you should be able to cheer for your favorite yeah. fucking tag team, your favorite baby face. Your fucking favorite heel, your fucking favorite wrestler, not the fucking goddamn company. That's the thing. It's like back, the guys we're talking about right now, greatest regional heels. You know what they did? They went from territory to territory. They get stale somewhere. They go to another one. And you know what they did? They got people's asses in the seats. Every 18 inches apart, someone yeah. better be sitting there to make money. And they yeah. put asses in those fucking seats every 18 inches apart. Yep. And then when they'd slow down, they'd go somewhere else, and they'd ramp up their shit and do it again. Nowadays, it's the same people in the same company over and over and over. And I, I'm looking at it right now on my Twitter, okay? Last time ever, The Undertaker versus Triple H. I couldn't give a shit if you stuffed that match up my ass. You know? I. I and now the exciting conclusion. <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze. I am your host, Professor Jeremy Vilmer. And joining us now, not fucking Jock Samson and his tiny goddamn t-shirts, Arn Anderson's favorite enhancement talent, Double B, Bobby Blaze. Hell, I don't know. See the promoter. I got a <laughs> damn car in my eye, Jeremy. You got a car in your eye? Like what, like a Lincoln? No, more like a Cadillac. <laughs> like a Cadillac? Fuck. Like a cat, the doctor said I had a Cadillac in my eye. I think you might have heard him wrong, Bobby. I think you might have heard him wrong. Well, anyhow, I know you've been having problems with your eyes. What they say for you, like start smoking pot, or what do you? What do you got going? No, it's on? not got come, but they said you got a Cadillac in your eye. I'll be damned. So, what do you do? Call a repo man? <laughs> no, uh, sign me up from some surgery. Uh, oh. Got to do surgery for it. I was gonna say now that left buried- eye. Right eye. I was going to say, now that Barry Darso's not around, I don't know who you call. Right. Well, I'm calling, I guess, uh, they're setting me up for surgery January 7th and the 21st. Left eye first, right eye second. It's not Dr. Frankenstein, is it? <laughs> no, I hope not. It might be Dr. Love. <laughs> I, just I, spit, I just spit tea on my monitor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you've made me spend a time or two on that uh, show. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> hey, before we get started, man, yes, a Cadillac. Uh, yeah, I yeah. I, um, I don't think you heard him right. I, it's, uh, but you know, let's yeah. move on. Let's move on. <laughs> let's move. Okay, uh, you mentioned Jock Sampson. Yeah, uh, I, I, I personally want to say uh, on behalf of the Bell to Bell Bobby Blaze podcast. Uh, Jock, you come on here and talk some good shit, man. Um, really enjoyed having you on the program. Um, got some people really heated up and uh, uh, got a few downloads. Uh, so maybe there's some of your uh, coal mining fans, as you called them. I don't know if he has insulted them or not, though, really, Jeremy. I really I, don't. I, I was having but, a little um, trouble. I was having a little trouble figuring yeah. it out, you know. Yeah, I think he's trying to get heat with his own fans. But anyway, um, it was good to have him on the show. And he called out a few people, and I. I see him responding on social media and stuff, and um, that's good business, you know. Yeah. That's what you got to do nowadays. Stir up business any way you can. And uh, uh, that said, WrestleCade was this weekend down in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and um, I would dare say everyone that went had a good time, man. Um, it's been – I had to double-check. It's actually been four years since I'd been down there. It wasn't three. Um that that year of COVID, man, it's knocked everyone out a year. Like, oh, it was just a couple years ago, you know. Yeah. But it was actually four. I did double check because I had some people send me some photos uh, from when I was actually there. But I hope everyone that got to go had a good time. 
but I know what a good experience it is. And um, I'm hoping to get down there next year myself uh, to make an appearance, uh, work on that right now, just uh, in the background. Behind the scenes, kind of, you know, trying to work out a little deal. But uh, they do a first-class operation down there uh, in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And that's WrestleCade. Um, and that's all the really the notes I had um, because I wanted to point out that um, you, Professor, did all this week's notes um, without even telling them because I stayed off my phone as far as texting and, and looking at stuff. I've been very limited what I'm doing. Um, and I, I caught the, the notes, and I was very, very appreciative of that. And I appreciate you doing them. And um, you said, uh, I think the uh, – I don't know if we're wrestling with turkeys or it's going to be Thanksgiving and wrestling, but either way, um, I know you got something you want to start off with, and then we'll go from there. Um, we're kind of doing our Thanksgiving Thunder tour here um, a couple of days after Thanksgiving, which I was very blessed to have a nice Thanksgiving meal. I hope you were as well, Professor. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope our listeners had a nice Thanksgiving. And, uh, man, it's just a matter of time now. We'll be saying Happy New Year for you. Know it's it. right around the corner. Um, yeah. I don't know if I've ever shared this story. You know, Bobby, going into 2020. So, you know, 2019 was a horrible fucking year for me. Heart attack, divorce, you know, just all this shit. And going into 2020, I spent the night in Monterey with a young lady on New Year's Eve. Had a great night. Did things in a hotel that you do in a hotel. So, you know, watching, <laughs> H- yeah. Yeah, watching HBO, getting room service, right? Right. Wake up January 1st, watch a little more uh, HBO, get a little more room service, head out in the hallway. It's about 6, 7 a.m. I hear everybody else in the whole place is getting room service and watching HBO as well. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> fuck, 2020 is going to be a great fucking year. Everybody's already getting laid and it's just barely started. <laughs> and then fucking March rolled around, man. And it seems like we've been just treading water ever since, you know. Yeah. Well, as you know, I made it to January 10th. Mm-hmm. I started getting ill around the 5th. And each day, each evening, my throat just kept getting closer and closer and closer to collapsing. And I just was like, what the fuck? I'm be okay. And I'd try to eat my dinner and drink a couple beers or whatever. And I was like, fuck, something's going on, man. So uh, I remember it was Friday, January 10th. Uh, maybe the ninth, I'm not sure. I went to the hospital and I spent the next five or six days in the hospital starting off <laughs> 2020. So yeah. uh, right as I got out and started getting back to my exercise, I was right back to walking up to a mile uh, where I had been way past that uh, on my regimen. And uh, man, I'd be damned. It was, it was Friday to March 13th. I do know that. They shut down the parks that I used to walk out and then the following week, the gyms were shut down. Everything was shut down. And um, I think everyone must have fucking stayed in and watched Tiger King and uh, ate Twinkies or something and fucking didn't know what the hell was going to happen with the world. Yeah. So, but we're past that now. So now we're leaning, hell, we're almost, like you said, almost to 2022. Let's just uh, finish this year out strong and see what happens. How's that? Yeah. But now there's this other variant that's getting ready to kick off. Oh, God. Yeah. All because nobody fucking thought, hey, you know those really poor countries in the world? Maybe we should help them get vaccines. Nobody stopped to do that, so now we got one coming out of Africa. But anyhow, that's enough bitching and complaining for me for one day. Let me bitch and no, complain about not. something else. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. You want to start bitching and complaining about something else. Yeah. And before you say this, mm-hmm. go on to fans listen. Go on to YouTube. It's one of the few times we we agreed we weren't going to shit on other people and other people's products, and we we've done a very good job at that on this podcast. But one day we got going, and Jeremy just started talking about how the WWE hates wrestling, and he went on a tangent, man. He went on an ass ripping tear. Uh, that tore me and Tex all up. <laughs> I just agreed. I said, hey, man, I'm not discouraged. You're by the products, watching the show, whatever. Tex put it up in video form. It's out there on YouTube if you can find it. Uh, I think it's called WWE Hates Wrestling. And um, it's one of the better bits, man. Not that we don't have some really classic ones out there, but for one that wasn't even thought up or spurred at a moment, boom, Jeremy just lit into him for some God forsaken reason. 
So if you can find that, go to YouTube. I'll try to pull it up after we get off the podcast and post it on my Twitter feed. But go ahead, Jeremy. What do you got for me well, here? You so, bought some stock. <laughs> well, I, I did for a couple days. I bought some WWE. I bought two shares of WWE a few weeks ago. And somebody reminded me the next day. They said, hey, Jeremy, don't you remember you saying you would never do a goddamn thing to put money in their pockets? And I was like, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I went and sold that stock. But in the process of selling that stock, because I'm convinced now that they're trying to sell, by the way. But in the process of selling that stock, I stopped and read their description, like their their actual like financial description, right? So I'm okay. just gonna gonna peruse through this real quick, and we're gonna play a little game. And you're gonna tell me what word is missing from the not the name, but from the description of this company, okay? World Wrestling Entertainment Inc. engages in the development production and marketing of television and pay-per-view event programming and live events and the licensing and sale of consumer products featuring its brands. It operates through the following business segments, digital media, live events, consumer products. Uh, the digital media segment revenues consist principally of subscriptions to the WWE network fees for viewing its pay-per-view and video on demand programming advertising fees oh, and advertising fees. The live event segments revenues consist principally of ticket sales and travel packages for live events. The consumer product segment revenues consist principally of royalties or license fees related to various WWE themed products, such as video games, toys, and apparel. The company was founded by Vincent Game and blah, 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 Stanford, Connecticut, yada, yada, yada. Going off of all that, Bobby, if you didn't know the name of the company, what did I just describe? Uh man. Um, well, if I just knew it was WWE, um, I, I was just thinking you're doing a, because I, I know what word's missing. I just would think um, one thing, uh, entertainment company of some sort. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't put, you could put World Entertainment Inc. out there at this point. Because that's pretty much what they're saying. Yep, they uh, they did the, everything. The we we w e the we dot ink. You know, there you, you would have to use, use the other w because obviously they only used it in the um, the the one time top of the title. Yep, because you know? they, they they do everything they can to avoid saying wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Proving once again, they hate wrestling. They go out yep. of their way to not say anything <laughs> about it and just say, like, oh, yeah, we do events, television, and uh, marketing and, uh, yeah. uh, you know, gotcha. consumer products. Themed products, mm -hmm. such as video games, toys, and appeal. You know, I mean, fuck, that, that could be uh, Saturday morning cartoons, Mattel making, uh, you G. know. G.I. Joe. Uh, G.I. Joe, that's coming to mind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there you go. Um yeah, so what was missing, of course, is wrestling. Wrestling. Um, at least they didn't put... Um, uh, oh, Lordy. That I can tell. <laughs> the word. All right, cow dog, you know it's coming. I'm going to hop to his spit in a second. Boy, um, she didn't like that, did she? No, she didn't. I don't know if I should say it now. But, um, okay, they got the world entertainment, uh, world entertainment in there. At least they didn't put sports <coughs> uh, behind it, you know. Yeah. So, get oh. yes, I read that. You yeah. know, I read that as I was selling the stock, and <clears throat> and they, you know, they lost they lost their ass over the next two weeks, so I was fine. But I'm I'm still kind of convinced they're getting ready for a sell. Um, but even if they're not, you know what's going on that I that just makes my WWE hates wrestling rant even more on the nose. It's because they're promoting themselves and not the talent. Mm, exactly. They, they think you will come to see the WWE logo and not your favorite wrestler. I'm sorry, not your favorite superstars and their title opportunities at their sports entertainment venue. Yeah. That's very well said. Yeah. Very well said. Yeah. You, sh you should have seen me throwing around the air quotes over here too. <laughs> um, but you know what it is is they're they're banking on their initials are going to get your you know well their initials are going to put the asses in the seats every 18 inches is what they're thinking yeah yeah, yeah. and if you've got the talent <clears throat> as a wrestler as an entertainer or as a performer 
that might be the place you want to seek employment at one day. Um, you know, because I'm sure the money is very, very lucrative. But um, luckily, I think uh, A&E, um, some other companies, I think Ring of Honor will be back. I think uh, the NWA still has a fighting chance because I want to believe in I want to believe in wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I want to think that you know Impact still has a small impact somewhere, but they've got a following. You know, and um, I see some independents. You know, that's trying to run consistently again. I would just like to see it for the people that have the talent or athleticism um, or just the chops to do it, man. To, to make it, you know, make that as their living. So uh, I won't shit on it as hard as you did. How's that? <laughs> uh, but, I, but, I, but I agree, man, you know. Um, and if you got a chance to go to a live event and wrestling's your kick, man, then go to a live event because they really are. The house shows, um, to me, that it's, it's a really good – they do put on a very good event. It's a first-class organization. Uh, when you step into your arena – and you know what you're buying your ticket for. I have to say, and it's been a couple of years now since I've been to one of their shows, but uh, and I've went through the back the last couple of times only because I had a lucky enough, be fortunate enough to have a connection here or there. Someone slid me a ticket, you know, and um, they treat you first class. I see them, the talent and stuff in the back and the layout, and um, once they start the show, um, you're, you're just at an event. Um, honestly, to me, it doesn't feel like you're at a wrestling event. It feels like you're at an entertainment event, Jeremy. Yeah. Um, a TV a show. Good experience. Yeah. Yeah, you're, exactly. So um, I have no qualms about it. If I go, I'm going to enjoy it because I'm going to watch the in-ring product, and, and that's what I'm there for, you know. And if I happen to know someone or uh, you know, see someone I've met or known through the years, I obviously want to see them or I'm glad to see them still doing good or someone up and coming, you know, getting that break they needed. So, yeah, um, that's, that's just me encouraging the boys and the gals to keep at it, man. Oh, no, no, no. You know what? I keep at it. You know, fans, those of us who aren't in the business but are fans of it, um, remember that you can go see your favorite wrestlers at indie shows just as easily yeah. as you can at a yeah. WWE show. Yeah. Uh, the production value won't be there. I, I can yeah. guarantee, guarantee goddamn tee you that. Um, but you know, you'll see guys busting their ass. And it's kind of like, you know, like Jock was, or was Jock or somebody else was saying that a guy like John Morrison can't really work in a 15 foot ring, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, there's going to be, there's going to be some stuff. There's going to be some growing pains and different things, but yeah, go check out an indie show too, you know? Yeah. Go, go help the local community, you know. Um, Bobby, we are going to do a little uh, Thanksgiving this week. You know, with this time of year, yeah. we start getting busy, and you've got, you've got doctor's things coming up. So we're not going to be able to put as much research into, say, like our pre-NWA series. Um, but we still have fun, and that's the important part. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, Bobby, I want to talk to you before we get into something here. What were your experiences working as a pro wrestler on Thanksgiving, say, like at Smoky Mountain? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I think I did three um, Thanksgiving Thunder tours uh, while I was there, 93 through 96. I, I'm The 96 when I'm not sure if I didn't. If I was on all three days or not, because it was shutting down during that time. But yeah, 93, 94, 95, man, um, those Thanksgiving Thunder tours were great. We, of course, our, our main towns were um, Knoxville, Tennessee, Johnson City, Tennessee. We had Morristown, Tennessee. And we had a couple of smaller towns, uh, Barbersville, Kentucky, and Hazard, Kentucky. But you would not believe the, the wrestling fans. Uh, now, we had Pike, uh, Pikeville, Kentucky, as well. It was a really good town, but we always ran at. Uh, we didn't run Thanksgiving Thunder there, to my knowledge, but we, we ran uh, Hillbilly Days and stuff like that there. But for the Thanksgiving Thunder tours, we always had um, either Hazard or Barbersville, back-to-back with uh, Knoxville, Johnson City, and then probably Morristown. And, you know, it's a good four-day run. We do a uh, start on Thursday night. You know, you eat your big Thanksgiving dinner. Um, if you got to town the day before, you know, you just hung out with one of the, you know, one of the guys that had to travel with you or whatever. But I was lucky enough um, 
if we started off in Hazard, Knoxville, I could eat here and, and still be at the show in plenty of time and uh, didn't just get a hotel for, you know, Friday night, Saturday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and Sunday. And um, it was an awesome time because the fans, um, it's tradition up in this area that, uh, you know, the busiest night in professional wrestling, uh, one of the two is uh, uh, Christmas Day and then Thanksgiving night. Mm-hmm. Those are usually two really, really big days. Um, the first one, uh, I wrestled Chris Candido, and that was, you know, that's very, very special. Um, because, one, I was with Smoky Mountain and had a job in the wrestling business I'd been trying to do. And also, you know, I get to work with a talented, talented guy like Chris. Um, and we had a tar and feathered match, you know. Um, it was pretty cool. The um, and, and the show was packed with talent, you know, regular crews. And Jimmy brought different people in yeah. uh, to work on those shows as well. Um, the, the other Thanksgiving experience I had, believe it or not, um, I, I don't know what year it was, but, um, it might've been, I've been 2000 cause I did uh, WCW, uh, we did Thanksgiving week. We always did the, um, uh, pay-per-view on that Sunday, world war three from the palace in Detroit. So you'd go up there and you'd work on that Sunday then do a Monday Nitro, a Tuesday TV, and fly home on a Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So that's always pretty nice because um, I had at that time slowed down their house shows quite a bit, you know. But um, the one I was going to talk about, um, I was in Japan, and obviously they don't st- uh, celebrate Thanksgiving. But uh, I was on a bus with uh, Perry Russo, uh, uh, Russian dog. Joe Kimball was a guy's name. I don't know if Chad Collier may have been on that tour with me or not, but um, he may have been three Americans. I usually, usually had two or three Americans, two or three Mexicans, and then arrested the regular Japanese crew. And as I was going to say, man, um, they uh, <clears throat> took us out and had a special dinner. You know, they, you always had a sponsor there or this or that uh, from town to town or the owner, you know, Sasuke or someone take you out. And they, they didn't put together any special like, oh, here's, you know, here's the turkey we you know, had flown in for you, nothing like that. But they took us to dinner and said, you know, thanks for being here on our on our show uh, with our crew. We know you're missing your family or home life or whatever that you, stu- you know, I uh, keep wanting to say study, that you celebrate, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I think it happened in 2000. I was over there. I'm almost positive it was 99 or 2000. And I thought that was pretty cool, man. Um, you know, that they, because uh, the, a lot of Japanese guys had been either to Mexico, to Canada, or to U.S. when they break in there, keep, you know, to get experience. Sure. And, um, you know, they, they, it was just really cool that they took the time to, it wasn't a big celebration, <laughs> you know, not a lot of prayers and hoopla, none of that stuff. They, but they knew the American culture that we celebrated Thanksgiving and they always took us out to dinner on that night. If you were there at that time of year, I thought that's pretty classy. Classy. That's the word I was looking at. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, so, um, you know, our friends up North in Canada, they celebrate theirs. I think late September, early October, uh, first Monday in uh, October. Okay. I knew it was somewhere climbs up for EA sports and, um, they had a hell of a layout for us when I was doing that EA sports game. Um, so yeah, it was. Uh, I knew I was up there in late September, and I stayed up about thirty days. So yeah, so the first week in October, um, yeah, they they had a nice feast for us for EA Sports. That's pretty cool. Um, of course, that was their celebration of Thanksgiving. Theirs, you know. Yeah. Uh, kind enough to invite the the four of us to their to their set, you know, their setup and stuff for the for the meal. Pretty cool deal. But yes, yeah, so that's just some of my experiences for Thanksgiving, man. Um, not a lot of bad memories, um, you know, just um, travel. That's what you got to do, though. That's what you signed up for, you know. Yeah, well, that's... Get up I mean, that day and uh, head head to town. Yeah, that's the job, right? Yeah. 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 Um, so, so I, now, your experience with Thanksgiving, because, I mean, you're you're there in Kentucky, but you spend some time in, you know, Maryland and other places. Did you guys all eat dinner, like, early on Thanksgiving Day? Yes, yeah, that's, that's our thing. We always ate about 12 or 1. That's what most people wait here. Mm-hmm. That's why you had the evening free to go out to the wrestling matches. Yeah, that was a th- see. When I was a kid, I always wondered why that was, and apparently, it's a thing from the South and the Midwest, and it's a farming thing. Yep. And um, yep. it just you know everybody here is from Oklahoma and Arkansas, and it just kind of kept in place. 
Um, so anyhow, I did a little bit of quick research on Thanksgiving and pro wrestling, and here is what our friend Dave Meltzer has to say about it. Okay. Uh, the start here. Yep. So we're gonna we're gonna dive right in. This is the first uh, the first show he could find that happened on Thanksgiving, and there's probably more, but this is the one he could find like actual evidence of. November 26, nineteen fifty nine, when Barnett promoted a show at the Indianapolis State Fairgrounds Coliseum, headlined by Roy Shire and Ray Shire, who is Ray Stevens, defending the NWA World Tag Team titles against Dick the Bruiser and Yukon Eric. Uh, drawing a sellout of 13,000 fans. This was when the Shire brothers were on fire as world tag team champs, and they drew three crowds of that size on a five-week period against Bruiser and a partner. Uh, this is what established Thanksgiving as a special day to draw. I found nice. some, I found nice. some other things that try to say it was Jim Crockett Sr. I mean, there's probably, you know, there's probably some evidence <clears throat> that it goes back earlier than this, and was a thing for a while, yeah. but you know, they, they kind of ju- jump in on, you know, uh, Jim Crockett senior started it. And so Jim Crockett jr. Kept with it. And then Vince McMahon is, as every wrestling story goes, Vince McMahon ruined it for everybody. <laughs> um, but I did just kind of go grab a smattering of different shows that happened on Thanksgiving. Yeah. And I'm yeah. going to start with mid South in 1980. Yeah. All right. Yep. Superdome extravaganza is what you came up with. Yep. Uh, in New Orleans, uh, Superdome drawing 18,000 people. Uh, first match, Coco Samoa beats Mike Miller. Second match, Jimmy Garvin beats Terry Latham. Third match, Ray Candy and Wahoo McDaniel beat the Turk and Mexican Angel. Fourth match, Mid-South Louisiana champ Jake Roberts beat Paul Ellering. That must have been something to see in the day. Yeah. Um Fifth match, Ted DeBusey versus the beats the Super Destroyer. <laughs> Number six, Dusty Rhodes beats Ivan Koloff. Number seven, Junkyard Dog and Bill Watts beat Ernie Ladd and Leroy Brown. Number eight, the Mid-South North American champ, the Grappler, beats Car- uh, Killer Carl Cox. And number nine, Ernie Ladd beats Paul Orndorff in a lights-out match. Well, Ernie Ladd was getting around that night, huh? Yeah, looks like it. Looks like it. he had to go up here. I wonder, I guess Leroy Brown must have done the job in the seventh match. I would imagine. Um, yeah, that would be my guess. Junkyard Dog and Watts. Yeah. Lad and uh, Brown. So, um, yeah. I don't see Ernie Ladd losing. Yeah, I don't see Ernie Ladd taking a pin there and then going on to face Orndorff. Right. Yeah. Right. That's what I was looking at. Uh, looks like there's been just one, one DQ on a match. Um, then, uh, yeah, you got your six minute match, seven minute match, 13 minute match, 15 straight through, you know, um, Mm -hmm. this is a good card, man. Um, at that time, look there, Dusty and and Ivan over there. Yeah. You know, again, this goes back to 80 and those guys are, uh, drawing, you know, wherever they went, man. Uh, you said they drew 18,000 people. It's an $80,000 house. Um, pretty damn good, man. Oh, yeah. Well, look, when, when we Bill Watts... Which which of these matches we want to go to. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> shit. When Bill Watts was on, he was on, you know. When he was yeah. when he was doing his thing his way and it was working, you can, I mean, you can get, get a sense of it. Um, then we get, we're going to go ahead and go to 81. We're not doing this yeah. in, in particular orders or we're not going right, to... Right, yeah. right, right. Uh, 1981, also in New Orleans at the Superdome, also drawing 18,000 people. So sold out houses two years in a row. Terry Orndorff beats Don Serrano. Jerry Novak beats Tony Charles. Ed Wiskowski beats Jimmy Garvin. Frank Monty and Barbie Doll beat Ricky Ferrara and Diamond Lil. Mixed tag team action there, people. <laughs> the Iron Sheik beats King Cobra. Ernie Ladd beat Kerry Von Erich via a countout. Dusty Rhodes beats the Great Kabuki. That must have been a fucking barn burner right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mid-South North American champ Ted DiBiase versus Bob Roop. Hey, Bob Roop. We know that name. Number yeah, nine. Mid- 23 minutes. Yeah, that's a that's a full match right there. Mid-South Tag Champs, uh, Junkyard Dog and Mike George beat Paul Orndorff and Bob Orton. 46 minutes. 40, yeah. 
Yeah, that's why I jumped down there real quick when I saw that. That's why I threw in a 43-minute, for your semi-main event, you had a 23-minute match, rather, and then a 46-minute main event match. And I tell you, um, that's a hell of a tag team, Orndorff and Orton. Yeah. Holy shit, man. Um, and I can I can see that being a really, really good match um, for the main event. I have to say, Dusty and um, Kabuki got, has my attention. Ernie and Carrie, of course, would have my attention. Uh, Shiki, either way on that one. But I'm going to have to go with, I think I'd take this first card, Jeremy, on the, the, no, uh, the uh, 1980 card. Um, I think I'd rather see that card there with DiBiase against the Super Destroyer, Dusty and Ivan, and um, Junkyard Dog and Watts with Ernie and Leroy. But then... Um, I like to see Killer Carl Cox uh, work. I always liked his work. Um, I imagine Lynn Denton as the grappler there, but also that main event of that one, Ernie Ladd and Paul Orndorff. I think I'd rather see that show than the second one. Uh, what's your opinion of that? Um, I am with you all the way on that until I read this, the Dusty Roads against the Great Kabuki, and there's a part of me that's yeah, like, yeah, I got you. I, I, you know, if we could put that match, you know, with that first card, I'm all in. You know. Because that's the one that I'm just yeah. like, holy shit, that yeah. sounds like a killer right there. So dream dream booking here, you could take in that first match. Um, I'm wondering if you could, I'm just trying to throw us around here. If you took Ivan Koloff and put him in a singles with Wahoo since they was on the same show and move up. If you had Dusty, like you said, with uh, Kabuki, if he had been booked, you know, mm-hmm. um, and moved Ray Candy down there. This just fantasy booking. Sure, sure. Move Ray Candy to his match down there with Leroy Brown. Had them team against JYD and Bill Watts. But that's that's just one that's just one th- way you could do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To keep everyone on 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 both cards. But uh, yeah, Kabuki and and uh, uh, Rhodes there. Okay. But you also could look at this too. And look at all these right angles end up being out there. <clears throat> There's Wahoo, Roberts, um, Dusty, JYD, Ernie. I mean, all these guys that come through. Um, Iron Sheik, uh, Kabuki, like you said, uh, DiBiase, and Orton and Orndorff. Man, what some talent, man, for two years running through. Oh, yeah, that's huge. Coming in and out there. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a huge, huge, huge set of shows right there. Um, yeah. You know what? We're gonna, you know, my, hey, Bobby, give me one second. I got to deal with this dog yeah. somehow. She's getting out of control. Well, I got something I'll talk about while you're talking to the dog. Sounds How's good. That? Sounds good. Be right back. All right, hey, if you're listening to the program, we're sure you're a wrestling fan, and we appreciate you tuning into the podcast. I want to thank my podcast partner, Jeremy, the Professor Vilmer. He had to do this week's notes all of his own. Um, and uh, like I said, mentioned earlier, I had a little bit of eye problems. They are t- being taken care of. I've got drops and uh, doing all right. Uh, so with that mentioned, you need your eyes to read or your ears to hear. Uh, I don't think my books are on audio yet, but guess what? They're coming at some point. Uh, mentioning books, I've got two books. I kicked, uh, let's go to the first one. Pin Me, Pay Me, Have Boost, Will Travel. That's my first book. If you go to tinyurl.com slash blazebook1, that's a quick and easy link. It'll take you right to the Amazon link, and you can get the book right there. And this program gets a little bit of a kickback on that. And, folks, it is a little bit, but every little penny helps when you're trying to do a grassroots podcast like we're doing. Again, um, it's tinyurl.com slash blazebook1. That'll take you to pin me, pay me, have boost for travel. My second book called... I kicked out on two, the education of a wrestler. Again, to go right direct link to Amazon, just go to tinyrail.com slash blaze book two. So you can do that and you can download either or, or you can get those in print edition. And that's the way this program does get a little bit kickback if you order yourself a print edition. Also, if you order a print edition, you run into me down the road somewhere, bring it up to me and I'll be more than glad to autograph it for you. Free of charge, of course. Um, and you never know where you'll see me at. Um, anyway, there are some other books on my Amazon link. 
Um, one's an adult-themed book, um, XXX romance-type book, just getting that uh, genre out there. I've got a really cool little short story about Christmas, uh, Seasons F and Greetings, my best Christmas ever. Now would be a good time to read that. Now we're heading to the holiday season. And that's just a little $2.99 download. And also there's another book, um, Yard Time, but that is contained inside of I Kicked Out on Two Educational Wrestler. Um, so you can get that easy as a download and see what my writing style is like if you just want a little short story. And then I encourage you to go ahead and purchase the book, of course. But again, just visit those on Amazon. Um, pin me, pay me, have boost with travel. Uh, com slash blazebook1. Or I kicked that on to the education wrestler. Um, com slash blazebook2. And I hope the professor's back by now. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. I should have, dog doing? Oh, I should have run over to the store real quick and picked up a couple more treats for her. I didn't realize we were almost out of it. all of her time-wasting like peanut butter and shit that I give her to keep her quiet during the show. Um, but I can do that afterwards. So there anyhow, yes, buy the book. You know what, guys? Don't don't download the the sample. Just just buy the books and don't be a bunch there of cheapskates. I'd be nice about it. Yeah, yeah. Don't be a bunch of cheapskates. Just buy the books. Yeah. Um, if you want to see interaction on... Uh, with us, you can find me. I'm on Twitter only. I may come back to Instagram. I'm, I'm just thinking about it, just saying. And I'm at Bobby Blaze 744 on both. My Instagram account is just inactive right now. You can still go visit, see some cool pictures, but um, I stay real active on uh, my Twitter account. Just tip me up there, send me a DM, put some questions out there. Put uh, I don't know what the hell is going on in my neighborhood. I think someone started up a tractor or something, it sounds like. I don't know. Anyway, um, you can find Jeremy at the Geekish Cast, and you can go to our joint account at Bell to Bell Blaze on Twitter and on Facebook and visit us there. I've got some really nice messages that Jeremy passed along to me today from our Facebook, uh, from a couple cousins of mine, and also a, uh, a young lady that I used to know. Um, she rang in and uh, said, hey, and I said, hey, right back to her, didn't I, Jeremy? Yes, you did. <laughs> uh, but anyway... Um, hope to hear from her. And anyway, hit me up though on Twitter at BobbyBlaze744. Hit Jeremy up at the Geek of Cast or hit our joint account up at Bell to Bell Blaze. Send in your suggestions for program ideas. Um, ask us questions. You know, um, we get some pretty cool stuff. Our fans out there, man, we get some direct message stuff that, um, you know, old wrestling programs. Um, uh, you know, just little things that's like, oh, I haven't seen that forever. Uh, match links, uh, all that stuff, man. Um, while I'm plugging that, Jeremy might as well plug uh, uh, Southeast Rewind. Uh, Ron Welch Fuller's have a shot there. Uh, his program over on YouTube is doing pretty good. He's got up close to 2,000 uh, subscribers now. And I'm telling you, he's got some old Continental that goes right in sequence. And he's got um, the, the USA that goes right in sequence. And um, I just was on there the other day and uh, saw a couple old friends when they were just in their, like, rookie year, man. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Um, but it's some good stuff to watch if you're like YouTube like I do um, and like old school wrestling like I do. Mm-hmm. Um, give that a check. Check it out sometimes and subscribe to his channel. Uh, tell him Bobby and Jeremy sent you. He appreciate it very much. I know I would, too. So uh, that's off the plugs that I have, Jeremy. Oh, yeah, well, that's a good one. Yeah, check out Ron Fuller's page. That is kind of cool because... I don't know of any other place to get that content that he's sharing. Um, I yeah. don't. I don't think anybody else really has it. it. It is a lot of this fucking dog. I'm gonna kill her by the end of the show. I can tell already. <laughs> um, but it's a lot of content that you're not gonna see anywhere else. It's a lot of people. I mean, you know everybody that's in it. It's just it's kind of this like missing little piece of wrestling history from that period of time. You yeah, know? it's good uh, stuff, man. Yeah, it is. It really is worth checking out. Uh, let me go back to my notes here. We're going to go ahead and we're yep. going to jump to Jim Crockett for a bit. Yes. And we're going to start in 1983 because this is really the big one here. Uh, Starcade, yeah. 1983. Uh, Flair versus Race for uh, Flair's second title win. It's the first time the NWA title changed hands in the steel cage. Right on, man. Yeah. Um, and that's uh, that was on closed circuit TV. Yes. How he did that. Yes, it so was. Several places throughout the United States, you went to a local uh, venue that ran the closed circuit in, and that's how you could see it if you didn't happen to be live at the show. Uh, probably that Flair getting that second title 
as huge as it was, one a lot of people take a lot from the, that Starcade. It was an incredible show. Um, I guess I would have heard about it in school the following week or read about it in the magazines the following week. Um, just the little clips they showed on the uh, the, the TV station you know, at the time. But one takeaway, man, would be the Piper Valentine dog collar match. We've brought that up several times in this yeah. program. That there's a main event right there. You well, know? I was going to say, do you, uh, do you think Starcade 83 is more known for Flair Race or more for the dog collar match? I'd say the dog I, collar match. I was going to start off by saying dog collar match, honestly. That's, uh, you know, you could say, well, I'm, name title, you know, Flair's title matches and, you know, Obviously, you could do it, uh, three or four or five, whatever. Just saying, uh, this this particular show, I think, could be the dog collar match. Uh, you know, um, of course, what was the name of the show? Was a flare for gold, right? A flare for the gold, yeah. Yeah, flare or flare for the gold. Sorry, yeah. Flare for the gold. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the other match, and I've watched this. Uh, I won't say recently because, to me, I could say recently, and that could be six months in my brain, or it could be a year. But um, I, I know it's cold out, so I'm going to say within about a year. Uh, Steamboat Youngblood versus the Briscoes. Yeah. Is a really hell of a good match, man. Um, I don't even know how long they go, um, but it's a hell of a good match from start to finish. Um, anybody out there want to study tag team wrestling or wants to see how a tag team works together or how a tag team match is put together, go watch that match, man. It's incredible. I'm pretty sure it's still up on YouTube, but it's. It's a hell of a match, man. Um, and if you think for one second, uh, any of these matches that we just listed are going to be like, uh, I'll just grab a headlock and slow down and taper off from there. No, these matches, they go, go, go. I mean, you got Valentine and, and, and Piper in there uh, getting their ear ripped off, you know. Uh, Steamboat Youngblood moving like well-oiled machines against two brothers that, you know, wrestled. Uh, you know, whole whole life against each other uh, on a collegiate, all the way through collegiate to to wrestling as a team to you know making it all the way to the top of the business, and then of course the two of the greatest champions of all time, Flair and Race. It's just it's an incredible card, man. It's an yeah. incredible card. At this point, I'm taking that card over anything we said so far. Um, but um, again, different time period, just by about three years uh, here. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, 80 to 83. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I didn't get any notes on 84, and I'm not sure why, if nothing just jumped out at me. or Yeah. yeah. Uh, but 85, two matches on the card stuck out to me. Magnum right. versus Tolly and Dusty versus Flair. There you go, man. That's a hell of a card right there. Once again, now, this 85, was that done? Uh, that's not pay-per-view yet, right? That's still a... Uh, Cable, is that correct? Uh, I believe closed that was. Circuit. I believe that was closed circuit. I know I saw it okay. on VHS. Is where I saw it. Yeah, myself as well. Yeah. Myself as well. Um, you know, again, give a big shout out to Magnum. He was on our podcast a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Jeremy, you put that together very, very good from the uh, Bluegrass Con. I know there's some noise in the background, but you cleaned it up really good. And I had a picture. I don't know if I've yet sent it to you. I did have a picture of Magnum. Um, while he was interviewing with you. And I, if I didn't, I'll send that to you after we get off the air. Um, but, yeah, him and Tully, that was a hell of a match. And then, of course, Dusty and Flair. Starcade 85, man. Yeah. Woo. This is a this was a big show. I, you know, like I said, I remember seeing it. Um, this, of course, ended with uh, Dusty winning the title, but it got held up like the next episode of Saturday Night and was taken away. Um, yeah. uh, a move that even to this day typifies a dusty booking <laughs> convention. Um, yeah. let's see here, but Magnum versus Tolly, this was the I quit match, right? Let's see. Yes. Yeah. Um, that was the one with the wood in the eye, correct? Yeah. One of the goriest, nastiest looking matches yeah. ever. Uh, Tolly is in rare form. Is just a bloodthirsty fucking psychopath in this match. <laughs> It just uh, these were yeah, it was closed circuit by the way yeah okay yeah those were two just outstanding matches um you know jump jump right i mean as i was just kind of like perusing things that one just kicked me right in the face i was like oh yeah we got to pull pull those two up i'm gonna jump yeah. now to 87 this was the first year of survivor series and vince mcmahon actually used this as a way to force 
Crockett off of pay-per-view from then on. Uh, McMahon would go to the pay-per-view companies and say, you can either carry me on uh, Thanksgiving or you can carry somebody else, but you're not getting both. Yeah. Yeah. And I heard an interesting take on that not mm -hmm. too long ago. Jim Cornette explained that um, a few weeks back on his podcast about how there was that uh, window of opportunity uh, like a five-day window that if he rented it, you know, it, once once per month, if he was going to rent that venue, um, no one else could rent that for a month. And what it was, it was like just um, he did that to several places, and it wasn't that he was uh, blocking everyone, but the way the calendar rolled, and this was around the Chicago day, so I think at the Rosemont and uh, the United Center or something like that. Go back and give a listen just a couple weeks ago, but he gives a really much better what I'm doing around an explanation of, explanation of that how basically if, if you did decide to maybe run that same month, you'd only have like five days of prep time to do it, some kind of a turnaround there. So you might as well say, fuck it, we'll just go to the next city, you know, yeah, uh, and go somewhere else because I wasn't going to be able to draw um, at that same arena or same building, you know. So, um, yeah, so Survivor Series 87. Um, off the top of my head, uh, um, Andre and that one. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna have to pull it up. I don't remember off the I'm top of my head. I'm gonna pull it up if you don't mind. I wanna, I wanted to see some. It seems like Andre was in that for some reason. Um, <laughs> yeah, I want to say it was. I want to say it was the Mega Powers versus the Mega Bucks. But let me, let me double check. Okay, that. that's that's what I'm asked. Uh, coming to my mind, just, I'm seeing that uh, VHS uh, tape cover is what I'm looking at. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Let's see here. What was the big match of the night? Okay, you got Hogan, uh, Bam Bam, Orndorff. I'm just trying to look. Oh at no, this Hogan. is this was pre Mega Powers. Look at these two teams. Yeah, yeah, I got you now. There is Andre. There he is. Yep. John Andre's in the background with one man gang. Um, Bundy. Yeah, yeah. And then over that's the, Morocco, Morocco, Orndorff, Hogan, and uh, Bam Bam and Patera. Uh, Patera. And you got uh, missing the sick Rick Rude. I can't see who's in the background there. Andre. Um, oh, it's Bundy. Okay, Andre, one man gang, and is that is that the natural? Who is that? Butch Reed. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. I just thought, yes, yeah, Butch Reed, the natural. What a fucking matchup, man, right there. So yeah, I couldn't see my picture kind of blurry, but yeah, he's got that gimmick going, the headband and the blonde hair, the natural. Yeah. So hell yeah, I knew Andre. That's just come to mind. I remembered something about that that cover of Andre just being over monstrous towards everyone. Now I have uh, to imagine I I actually saw that one live because around this time I was getting the WrestleManias and then once Survivor okay. Series started, I started getting those as well. Um, cool. So I had to have seen this one. It just doesn't really stand out to me, but I do remember early on that Survivor Series was a Thanksgiving night thing. Okay. Richmond Coliseum in uh, Ohio. That's right outside Cleveland, up in that area. So, um, trying to look at 21,300 people. Uh, it had been the biggest, um, let's see, biggest event. That's not out yet. Let's see here. Um, just trying to look here. Anything else that stands out there? Ah, Strike Force was there. Heart Foundation. Um, yeah. On commentary, Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura. Yep. Yeah, they were they were there a good go. team too until you yeah, know they were. Until you had yeah. Bobby Heenan and Gorilla to look back on. Right, right, of course. Yeah. yeah. Good deal. Good deal. Now what was the next one we went to? You jump up to a nineteen ninety Survivor Series. Yes, because and uh, I, I'm, two, two big things come out. Go yeah, ahead. And I, I'm sure anybody could tell us this, but in 1992, two uh, premieres, Kane the Undertaker, which is a fact my brother loves to throw around, is that when Kane yeah. the Undertaker first premiered, he was Kane was his name. Yes. Uh, but also, the Gobbledygooker premiered that year, and we have not been able to let go of it ever since, to the point we've even no. been trying to turn it into an exclamatory statement we might make when somebody says something surprising to us on this show. Good we gobbledygooker. <laughs> <laughs> we just haven't been able to do it right yet. Yeah. I was in Tampa that year, and I actually watched that. Um, I was at Malenko's, and uh, 
uh, we think, and we didn't watch at his house, uh, but, you know, we had different, several of the boys that, you know, stayed at different places. And I'm thinking, I was with Phyllis and, and X-Pac, I think some of the people that didn't go home that lived in the Tampa area, we uh, we pitched in and got that and watched that. Um, I want to say... Uh, I want to say it was over to one at one of the apartments that we, you know, uh, shacked up in, if you will. Sure. Kind of like a flop house deal. Um, but yeah, uh, we was all excited about it. Um, I, I didn't come home. I knew I was coming home for Christmas of that year is why I didn't come home back to Kentucky from Tampa. It's only 1500 miles. Not like you can't turn it around in a day, but still, uh, just saying that was a, I got, that's one of the earlier pay-per-views I got to watch. So, uh, pretty good deal, man. Yeah. Um, anything else on that on the uh, oh. um, other those two those two things right there? No, because you know what? Recall? Survivor Series was always one of those shows that I I think we just got just because like it was habit, and I think there were only the two pay per views at this time still. I think there was yeah. WrestleMania and Survivor Series at this point. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, we hadn't right. we hadn't hit the monthly pay per view peak pay per view as I would call it where. No. Like in a few years, there would be a monthly WCW show and a monthly right. uh, WWF, and they were seventy bucks each, and they just you know got to be too much. Um, yep. No, we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna jump companies one more time. We're gonna go down to Dallas here, okay? Yes. And we're gonna yes. talk about the Star Wars, the Thanksgiving Star Wars event. Um, and I just went and I pulled the main events from eighty three to eighty seven. Yeah. You ready for this now? I like this, yes. Yeah, 1983, Kerry Von Erich versus Michael Hayes in a Loser Leaves Town Steel Cage match. Man. I bet the fucking audience was just crawling over themselves over that match right there. Uh, I I can't even imagine. You know, the heat that the Von Erich uh, Freebirds feud drew. That I don't even yeah. know if anything, I don't know that anything since has gotten as much, just has gotten over as hard with the viewers as that did. I agree, man. Yeah. My God, I've got to roll. Yeah. 1984, Gentleman Chris Adams uh, versus Kevin Von Erich in a no DQ match. Now, you you worked with Chris Adams. Yes, I did. Twice. Yeah. yeah. And you were surprised to discover that he trained somebody that you'd heard of. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, going back, I actually had wrestled Kerry Von Erich as well. Oh, that's back right. Back in about 90 when he was a Texas Tornado. But yeah, Chris, <laughs> Chris Adams, and myself, we, we I flew into Dallas, and when I got there, uh, Dallas is a DFW is one of the biggest fucking airports you can just imagine. Yes. And um, all of a sudden, I'm sitting there with all the people, and it's uh, it's Chris Adams, the gentleman Chris Adams, and I'd already wrestled him uh, in in Orlando, and so you know he he actually uh, had a tryout the night I did, and blah blah blah, and anyway. Um, Man, he was like, uh, you know, who you rooming with this week? And we had like a, a three or four day loop. I know we went to Corpus Christi. Corpus Christi. Um, we went to um, um, Harrington down by South Padre Island. You know, just you know, some of those shows. Um, uh, so I'm riding with Chris Adams, nonetheless, and he's talking about his wrestling school, and I'm driving, and. Uh, out there in the roads of Texas somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. long hair, just, you know, going down the road. And he's talking about his wrestling school and how he's glad to be back and, you know, getting a good, good, get a good, getting a good gig uh, again with WCW. And he had an idea he was going to do his judo thing and maybe work a program with him if he could just get this, you know, one little, one little break over, you know, because he knew Terry Taylor. So he'd worked with a lot of them guys, you oh, know, yeah. before. Um, but he, I guess he had some, you know, some little battles or whatever going on and shit happens, you know? So anyway, he's talking about his training school. He still had some money coming in from his training school when, on a day's off. And I said, you know, do you ever train anyone famous? <laughs> We're going down the highway, man. And, uh, I just feel like I'm looking down the highway and I just feel fucking his eyes burning through the side of my head. Hold, and I'm hold, like, hold, fuck, hold, my skull's melting over here. Hold, hold on, I love you that, because that kind of sounds like you spit tobacco on a shoe without even looking him in the face. You're just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just looking, and I'm like, I finally, I give it that five seconds, like there's a five-second delay pause there or something. I'm like, this motherfucker is staring a hole through me. So I just... Turn my eyes and I turn my head and look straight at him. He's got his hand up on the dashboard, just doing the little, you know, like clicking his fingers on the dash. He goes, 
You ever heard a guy named Stone Cold Steve Austin? <laughs> and I knew that. And I, I go, oh, God damn, man. Yeah, I do. And he goes, yeah. He goes, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, you know, he married my ex-wife. My kids live with them. <laughs> I'm like, okay, man, don't get hot about it, you know. But I'm like, not, I'm wanting to say it out loud, like, hey, don't get hot. I, I, I got it, you know. And he, but he says, oh, well, you know, he's pretty cool to me. We're still, you know, I can talk to my kids every night. And this is, you know, 97, 98 when, you know, Stone Cold really hit and fucking, yeah. you know, six, $6 million per year, I think. Well, I think it was 98 when he first became the $6 million man, Steve Austin, you know. But uh, he had beaten Hogan by like a million that year in t shirts or some kind of thing. Yeah, he just looked at me like, yeah, you ever heard of a guy named Stone Cold Steve Austin? Like, yeah, I have. <laughs> but uh, I have to say, man, I, uh, Chris was always all right for me. Um, had a couple weird situations I won't go into, and uh, I have to say I'm fortunate I come out on the other end of some of those situations. <laughs> Nothing bad. It's just that uh, some things that happened, man, is like, oh, okay. Um, I'm glad I wasn't around when this happened, you know. Yeah. So. But uh, again, that's just uh, travels and adventures out there on the highway uh, in the world of professional wrestling. So, uh, yeah, there's my Chris Adams story. And plus, I only had to take, hey, Mike Mills, I only had to take one super kick from him to know it's finished, you know. We didn't have to have a fucking uh, 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 super kick party, Jeremy, because we both know we're not fucking selling any 47 fucking super kicks for no. anyone. There's that and thing. cow dog it neither. Yeah, she's not a big fan of that repeated super kick thing. <laughs> um, so he had a hell of a super kick. Yeah, something tells me Chris Adams is the guy, like at midnight, you're sitting in the bar, and he goes, hey, I know a place, and you go, uh, you know what, Chris, I'm going to bed. That's a <laughs> well. That's kind of what happened. We got back to the room, and he goes, and the car was in my name, the rental car, and uh, I'm already like laying over there in bed. Hey, uh, you want to go for a ride? And I was like, no, not really. <laughs> I had a TV on him. I wasn't ready to crash or anything. And uh, but he goes, you care if I bought that car? And I was like, yeah, go ahead, man. And he took off. And, you know, he worked that territory, so he knew shit was going on, man. Mm -hmm. And I knew probably best bet for me was not to leave that fucking hotel room. We, we all know and, one uh, guy like that where they're like, hey, I got yeah. an idea. And you're like, fuck off. I'm going to bed. Yeah, I, I, I said that a couple of times uh, during that trip. I was like, no, nah, I'm staying right here. My ass is put. Yep. So, um, yeah. Because there's yeah, always somebody. Sure. Yeah, there's always somebody at 2 a.m. that wants to drive to Reno because they still sell booze after two, you know. <laughs> No, thank you. Yeah. Oh, man, let's move on to 85. You got the dynamic duo yep. of Chris Adams and the handsome half-breed Gino Hernandez versus Kerry and Kevin Von Erich in a steel cage match for the vacant WCCW American Tag Team Championships. Man, I bet that was a hell of a match right there. That had to have been. Well, you gotta, that, that, that Dallas crowd, man, used to go shit crazy when those Von Eric boys were in the ring and, you know, and every show was yeah. built around them and should have been, you know? Yeah. Uh, but when you had Gino and Chris as a tag team against them, that was fucking, you could feel the heat coming off your television, you know? So I can only you, imagine how hot that crowd was that night. You know, now think about that. That's 1985. You had that show going on. You had Starcade with Magnum and Tolly flair and dusty going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Big <laughs> year. Big year, yeah. Um, we didn't list the um, uh, anyone else. I'm sure we talked about this off there a little bit. Excuse me. Um, probably an AWA show somewhere. Probably a Memphis show during one of the regular towns. I think on a Thursday would have been uh, Lexington, Kentucky. But I think those shows would have been just their regular shows. I don't. I don't think we've done enough research to find any extravagant shows on those days. Yeah, I could find um, AWA New York shows. probably done something, but, yeah. you know. Yeah, I could find AWA shows, but they were just, you know, they were Vern shows. There was nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, nothing super over. Hulk Hogan was gone, so there wasn't really the names that you were used to there, you know. Right. Um, now, Memphis, I couldn't find shit on, so I'm guessing they just did their regular house shows or whatever on yeah, a Thursday. Yeah, I <laughs> think they probably done their regular shows. They probably done, you know, Nashville, um, the next night was Louisville, uh, then Evansville, Indiana, and being the third Thursday of the month, that would have felt that would that would make Lexington. If it wasn't a spot show, I would imagine they ran Rep Arena on that show. Uh, Friday they would have headed back to uh, uh, 
uh, probably a spot show and headed back towards Nashville, uh, or excuse me, towards Memphis for the TV tapings on Saturday morning. So I would imagine they just done a regular loop, you know. Yeah. Uh, starting off in Nashville and Memphis and going from there. Um, that's uh, and if they had anyone in, I don't recall um, during some of those some of those shows, you know. Yeah. So. Well, Bobby, but, I think yeah. we beat up Thanksgiving all we yes, can. We I've got a super yes, rambunctious dog here who I'm going to choke the yep. shit out of in a minute. So let's go ahead and wrap up. <laughs> let's wrap it up, man. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. I hope, again, hope everyone had a very nice Thanksgiving. We're getting ready to head into the Christmas season. Um, I know some people, uh, myself included at times, they don't get excited about Christmas, but uh, I'm trying to keep my spirits up. And when I say take care of yourselves out there, Please take care of yourself as well, um, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna do that because I think we've had just a couple things so crazy the last couple <laughs> of years, Jeremy. That um, we're gonna just trying to finish out this 2021 and finish it out strong. And uh, thank everyone for tuning in for to the uh, podcast. Please uh, feel free to uh, hit the like and share buttons. And if you like, leave us a review on Apple uh, Podcast or on Spotify. Uh, wherever, wherever you're listening to us at, we appreciate it very much. And Professor, thanks again for doing this month's, this week's notes um, so you can make them legible for me to read. Um, and uh, I had to increase the uh, font size, and I appreciate all the research you've done for this. And um, uh, thank you for everything. So yep. we have a lot to be thankful for. You got it. Well, Bobby, you, know, you need to take care of that Cadillac in your eyes, and you know. So yeah, I think I'll give it an oil change later. Exactly. Uh, everybody else, thank you for listening. We do appreciate it. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, oh, there's your doorbell. So let's call yeah. it quits for myself and Tex and Bobby. Happy Turkey Day. Bye bye, everybody. All right. All right. So no idea who this is, but. Here's you coming to the show in Charleston tonight. Who the fuck's in New York there? Uh, what show it is? What if it's a WWE show? I think I think they are coming to town. Who's that? The WWE? Yeah. Uh, let me see if they're in town tonight.